Thank you for listening to the Take It With You Season 6, Chapter 6 podcast entitled Rumor Mill. Hey, we could not do this without our amazing local sponsors. Duluth Coffee Company, Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake, Buzz Frenzy, The Bene, the Zeitgeist Center for Arts and Community, and of course, our gold star, number one in our hearts, remembering what it was like to play in a sandbox as a child, but in a can and grade A sponsor and partner in crime. That's right, Bent Paddle Brewing Company. So crack open a Bent Paddle beer and listen to this show recorded live on September 17th, 2019 at the Teatro Zaccone in Duluth, Minnesota. Now, there is some adult language and content in this one, so as always, you should probably listen with a friend. Smash Mouth Valley and in the territory on west. There's only one way to handle the murderers, pussy grabbers, and smash mouths, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of firearm vapor. We bring you now another thrilling tale of high adventure in the wild west filled with love, betrayal, and coconut horses. 
Starring Amelia Barr, Corey Kaufman, Christopher Erickson, Mary Fox, Mary Gaines, Ryan Nelson, Blake Rystad, Matt Reilly, Blake Thomas, Chris Wagner, and Zachary Stouffer as U.S. Marshal Zach Stouffer. Now there are only a few people who really understand how a train works, how the pistons throw, how it all comes together to move it all forward down the tracks. And the train goes, choo-choo, and then again, choo-choo. But it keeps moving forward as it's designed to do because the strange thing about a train as opposed to say a horse or a badger or a, a toothless shark that can still hurt you pretty bad if it slams into you is that a train only has one particular place that it can possibly go, and it moves down a path without ever being able to deviate from it. That's more or less what a train does, and you might think, well, maybe that's more or less what life does, too, because you think, hey, yeah, I'm super deep. And you might be right, and you might be wrong, but sometimes a train can jump off the tracks, and when it does, it crashes, and things get very chaotic. So to keep the train on the tracks, you need one of two things in this particular analogy, conviction, or faith. And I know they seem similar, but there is a big difference. See, conviction just means that you need to be steadfast. Whether your opinion is right or wrong, it will probably keep you on the track if you make sure that you can keep tending to the in-place mechanisms and update them with expediency based on technological advances and whatnot. <laughs> faith, unfortunately, is a lot trickier, and it can come in a lot of forms. See, there's not enough time to explain even really a fraction of it right now, but you know, some people believe it to be God or something like that. Some people believe it to be Earth, the way that the, the grass grows, and some people believe it to be something even more dynamic, more uh, to the concept of constant movement, the way that the Earth moves, not, not that it just is. But, you know, we're, we're really all on a train, I guess, one way or another, and there are only a few people who really know how those pistons smash, right? And when they smash, boy, they fucking smash. And things go faster, and when there's a red-hot devil train rolling down the tracks, you know, and maybe you're hearing it bellow from afar, and you're watching it cough a non-stop vile vapor out of the top of his head as it gets closer to you, you know, it just, it's getting where it needs to go, but I don't know. I don't know whether it's you watching or the train moving that will best be served by faith or conviction. Maybe it's a little of both. But ultimately, it's just science that makes trains work. So you can go ahead and throw this analogy out the window if you want. But if you do, that's like soul littering. And I just can't get on board with soul littering. So, <laughs> if you need to throw out a little bit of your soul, make sure you do it in the proper receptacle, <laughs> which is alcohol. <laughs> but, <laughs> I digress. Our story began many weeks ago now in a beautiful place out west called the Municipality of Smashmouth Valley, where Marshal Zatch and Deputy Rick took to the air every morning for their walk and talks, usually culminating with a big hearty ham breakfast at the local cafe and brothel. Mm, Owned and operated by Mary Canaday, the best elegant high-priced prostitute west of the Mississippi. It's all I ever wanted to do. And Zatch and Rick discussed the proper meanings of words. I really think you should sit down with a dictionary, And Marshall. birds. Warbler! And although Rick's frustrations with Zatch's methods were never ending. God damn it. And Zatch and Mary's love was forever pending. I am a United, United States, States Marshal. Oh, I know. They were unaware of the machinations that were already rending their happy lives in Smash Mouth Valley. But how could they have known? See, it all started with a simple telegram. I delivered a telegram. It's important. Don't say. Who is it far to? Uh, it says it's going to a Mary from her grandma. Well, let's see. Okay, it's from my grandmother out east. Come at once. Stop. Grandfather is dying. Oh, stop. Suspect foul play. Stop. Need a hired gun to get to the bottom of it. Stop. Please ask your marshal friend if he'll take the case. Stop. Need someone I can trust. Stop. $5,000 upon arrival and a job well done. Stop. Please hurry. Stop. Oh, God. Stop. Rick and I are happy to make the journey. Wait, what now? Oh, nice buckboard. Yeah! But... 
Little did they know that as soon as the dust had cleared, Smash Mouth Valley was in for a peck of trouble. Mallory Calhalloway and her brother Remington began executing their plan immediately. And they didn't laugh maniacally because Mallory knew there was no time for that. But if they had, it would have sounded something like this. <laughs> I'll find something funny. <laughs> Instead, they wasted no time in having a meeting with Smash Mouth Valley's new mayor, Rootsie Wilson, at the very same cafe and brothel that Mary had just left. You must be Rootsy Wilson. I sure am. Have a seat. First off, congratulations, Mr. Mayor. Well, I only really did it to impress my brother's widow, hoping that she might have some sex with me. It's I a know your time is valuable, Rootsy. Oh, thanks for thinking that, but it's not. Meet See, my brother, Remington. Call me I, Remy. Nice <laughs> to meet you. I have a bunch of titty pictures in my back pocket if you want to see them. I'm a very massage optimistic. <laughs> Didn't mean to overhear y'all. My name's Clarice. I'll be taking over for Mary in her absence. Remy, so long as you're not too massage optimistic, I'll be eating strawberries in the kitchen. And I'd be happy to have you pay me for some sex. You're a gem, Clarice. Like a real nice quartz. Of all the gems you could pick to compliment a lady, you went with real nice quartz? I think it's a pretty nice compliment. Maybe you don't know this, but four quartz make a galleon. <laughs> and that's... That's a damn fine sailing vessel. You know, if I was told I was one quarter of a majestic boat, I'd take it as a compliment. I'd be happy to take one of those masks and blow on it, Remy. I bet I could make it move. Now, you're just supposed to be the boat in this half-formed metaphor. But only a quarter of a boat. I could blow on the other three quarts. I'd like to think about myself as a sapphire. Well, as long as you're hard and blue, I think we should get along just fine. Why don't you follow me? All right. Haven't been this massage optimistic in a long time. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, yeah, we'll get Rootsy, I apologize for my brother. He's not the sharpest screw in the box, which is why he can appreciate a dull screw. <laughs> I don't follow. But then again, I'm not too good at following, unless, of course, it's following my brother's widow around on her way to and from church about 20 yards back. Jeez, fucking. Rootsy. Yes. You are the first mayor of Smash Mouth Valley. <laughs> that is what they tell me. You get to set the president. Oh, I'm not the president. I'm the mayor. Wow, you are making this so easy for me. Well, that's nice. Uh, yes, yes it is. Being the leader of this community, you must know that your biggest natural export from Smash Mouth Valley is aloe. <laughs> I did not know that. I thought it was lemon tree. But you're dressed pretty, so I'll go along with it. Just take a look at this report. <laughs> wow, so look at all them numbers. Did you make that yourself? I did, in fact. <laughs> cool. Well, I know it's accurate then, because being a stranger and all, you'd have no reason to lie to me. God, you're making this too dumbfoundedly easy for me. Oh, kind of you to say so, ma'am. Well, I'm sure, as you can see by the numbers here... Yep. I haven't said anything <laughs> okay. yet. Okay. As you can see, your gross annual income from aloe exports has dropped dramatically over the past year. Oh. Hey, what is that? A, a draft? It's a graph. A graph. Oh. You know... You ever think about if a giraffe was wearing a tuxedo? Like, if it was going to like a giraffe wedding, would the tuxedo go all the way up its neck or just kind of stop where the torso meets the base of the neck? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of animal weddings... We are not... I, did I hear something about animal weddings? Oh, God, you're back this soon. You know what I always say? It's better to do a job fast than do it properly. <laughs> Appreciate the expediency, Remy. Gotta get back to eating these strawberries. Ah, oh, you're a quartz boat of a woman, Clarice. Now, back to the task at hand. Thank God. What's all this about animal weddings? Well, if that's not the what task. What kind of animal do you think a giraffe would marry? Well, it's ultimately up to that particular giraffe. But mm. I'd put my money on the sandhill crane. They have uh, more or less the same body shape of a giraffe, and I, I think that the size difference would be a fun sexual challenge. See, I think a giraffe would marry a marmot, and here's why. See the Get on it! 
Please, as I was saying, your town is bleeding financially. Your aloe exports are plummeting. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, but I'll go along with it completely. Do you know why? No, but I'm super excited to find out. Gingers. Oh, it's a tasty little ground treat, I can tell you no. that. I like to pop them into my mouth and just chew. Gingers, redheads, Irish immigrants. Mm. Over the course of the last year, your immigrant population has quadrupled in size. Like a quartz boat woman. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of me, Remy. Still just eating strawberries. Those pale skin freaks shrivel in the sun like corn husks, and they're using all of Smash Mouth Valley's aloe supply. <laughs> well... Oh, no. See, I already didn't like them because they look different from me, but this gives me a more legitimate reason to double down on the instinctive bigotry I've never addressed inside myself. It's, uh, it's like I always say. It's always nice after the fact to have a paper-thin reason to justify hating a group of people. Exactly. So, Rootsy, as the mouthpiece of this town, excuse me, the voice of this town, it's in your best interest to get the word out that everyone should hate the Irish. <laughs> Lord knows I do. Just look at me. But isn't there something in the Declaration of Independence about how people have unalienable rights? Uh, that's exactly it, Rootsy. Those rights are unalienable, as in they don't apply to aliens. <laughs> I don't think that makes sense. Oh, but... uh, look over there. Where? What is it, a Sand Hill crane? Oh, shoot. <laughs> You must have missed it. Does everything make sense now? I suppose it does. Fuck those aloe-eating Irish bastards. I'm gonna go tell the whole world. I think I'm gonna go get a little more massage optimistic with Clarice. Fine. When I eat fruit, I like it when the seeds are on the outside. I like avocados, because when you're done eating, you got a God-made orb that you can play baseball with. Well, if you like baseball, why don't I show you what a grand slam is? There are three other guys back here, and we can go ahead and... Remember, this was many weeks ago now, and as enthralling as that interaction was, Mary, Zatch, and Rick were only a mile out of town when it happened, headed all the way to the Happy Apple, which is, of course, another name for New York City. It's true, because anything is true if you say it out loud. I'll give you an example. That crippled horse there won't be put down. It'll win the Kentucky Derby. And on the way eastward, the three adventurers followed birds, had some horses get dragged off by river stakes, joined a traveling circus for a bit, picked up a stowaway kid, then found a stray dog that is eventually going to kill Mary's grandmother. Oh, shit. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. Just because I'm omniscient does not mean I'm perfect. God damn it. Well, their adventure has been long and arduous, but has finally led them all the way to Mary's grandmother's house on Sloan Avenue in the Big Happy Apple, just three doors down from the famous Marcy Playground and adjacent to the worship center of Our Lady Peace. I know this gets confusing, but we're in New York City now. Mary! Oh, Mary! What? My what? dearest Mary! Hi, Grandma! Oh, oh, hello, dear. I'm, I'm so glad you made it here safely. Oh, this must be your friend, Marshal Zatch. Ma'am. Yes, and this here is Deputy Rick. Certainly is a pleasure. And who are these two fine fellas? <laughs> well, this is Billy, that kid. Yep, I'm a kid, and I still have hope. And this is, <laughs> this is my dog, Gunshot. <laughs> well... It's a pleasure to meet you all. Um, I hope the travel wasn't too difficult. Well, it was pretty touch and go for a while there. I had to have some sex in a barn with one of Rick's relatives. Huh? It wasn't unpleasant, I guess, but still. That's the first thing that comes to mind, a not unpleasant sexual experience. We've almost been killed on multiple occasions, and you're wanted for murder. Whoa, No, where are my manners? Come on in. Well, thank you, ma'am. Please make yourself at home. Oh, all right. Well, I do like to take off the pants. Oh, why don't I make you all some tea? Uh, Mary, would you uh, care to help me in the kitchen? Oh, of course, Grandma. Oh, it's so good to see you, my dear. 
Thank you for making the journey. Yeah, of course. I'm so sorry to hear about Grandpa Benji's passing. Well, I miss him so much. It was so sudden and unexpected. Sudden and unexpected? Well, yes, sweetheart. It took me by complete surprise. Well, just well, the reason we all took the journey out here is that you wrote that Gramps was dying and that you suspected foul play. Uh-oh. Uh, yes. Foul play. The birds, sweetheart, they always get you where you need to be. They fly so beautifully. Well, I've heard that before. And sometimes when people say it, I trust it, even though it's stupid. But well, only if it's well-intentioned. But when you say that Benji's death was sudden, why did you have us come all the way out here? Well, he was in a peck of trouble, my dear. Well, we, we did get word that he was having trouble with some gambling debt. Cockfighting, my dear. Lots of pecking and trouble. Lots of foul play. He hit it very well. I just didn't see it. Well, uh, one of my biggest regrets. Oh, tea is on. Thank you so much for coming to visit. You know that I actually make this tea? Well, I don't actually make the tea, but someone does. Isn't that grand? Yeah, I've heard that about tea. Well, unfortunately, I must excuse myself in order to make my way to the veranda party. Please make yourself at home. Grandma, we just got here. We came a long, long way. Surely, but I didn't know you'd be arriving today, and I have social obligations. Your grandfather would have wanted it that way. Would he have? Oh, Mary, you've been out west for far too long. I'll see you in a little while, my dear. Let's have a kiss. Okay. There we are. All right, I'll be back in a little while. Toodles. So, um, I'm going to be real candid for the first time here, Marshal. Well, thank you for calling me Marshal. Not now. I'm pissed, okay? (laughs) I came all this way when I didn't want to in the first place. I did it at your insistence, put my life on the line a number of times, got fucking shot in the process, and now we're here, and it seems like Mary's grandma doesn't even want us here in the first place. What in the fuck bullshit waste of time did you put me through? But... But, Rick, Dad, if you hadn't taken this journey, you never would have met me. Billy, my kid, Jesus, I I, I didn't mean it like that. I I really didn't. Fuck. (laughs) Well, way to go swearing at a fucking kid, Deputy. Wow. Now, fuck you, Marshal. (laughs) Fuck you, too, Deputy. (laughs) Oh, fuck all y'all. Well, fuck, gunshot. I guess it's okay to swear now. (laughs) (laughs) That sure is, my kid. (laughs) 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 Rick, Dad. Rick, Dad, I don't know if I'll ever... If I'll ever get to see a place like New York City ever again, uh, can can we go look at it together? You bet we can, my kids. We all be all right if we uh, to hold down the fort uh, if we take off for the afternoon. Well, you go right ahead. I suppose we'll be just fine. Suppose. Uh, they're doing that weird thing again, Rick Dad, where they look into each other's eyes and pretend the rest of the world doesn't exist. Don't worry about it, my kid. It's called wide-eyed optimism, and it's not a bad thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, let's get on out of well, here. Well, y'all have fun now. Okay? Thanks, man. Well, see you later. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, hey. Hey, what's that guy doing, Rick Dad? Well, looks like it's someone vomiting in a gutter while simultaneously trying to hold on to an unusually large rat. Likely to eat it later because you'll need to replenish his body after all that regurgitation. Oh, cool. Hey, what's going on over there? Looks like it's someone trying to suck a bullet out of a chest wound so they can repack the shell and use it again. Oh. Boy, and what's that lady doing, Rick Dad? Looks like she's uh, planting flowers in a neighborhood that could use some flowers. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Yeah, well, you know what? There's a nice spot. Let's sit down a spell, huh? All right. My kid, this is nothing like Smash Mouth Valley. 
There are parks and buildings and busy people everywhere And without you I might cry It's just so overwhelming, Billy This city and my love for you My dad, this is nothing like I ever dreamed There's an art museum and a fancy looking man With a monocle and a top hat And I think I want to be like that Just like I want to be your son Oh, I want to be your dad, my kid <laughs> Let's go get the papers Even though it might be a little bit scary We're gonna face it together As we travel through this life We're gonna live it together In New York City Every building has a story And the people rush around Making their way through this town In New York City There are no skyscrapers yet But I bet someday there will be It just seems made for it Well, what's a skyscraper, Rick Dad? Well, my kid, I imagine it's a building that looks like it'll scrape the sky. Wow. You're so smart, Rick Dad. Thanks, Billy. My kid. Say, Rick Dad, why do they call it the Empire State? Well, Billy, I suppose it's because of all the wealth and power that comes together in this area. A bit like an empire. I see. There sure are a lot of different kinds of people here. Do you think they came for a new hope? I'm sure they did, my kid. You'll have to be careful, though. If they create too much of a stir, well, the Empire might just strike back. Do you think they might build one of them skyscrapers and, and call it the Empire State Scraper? I think they just might, my kid. Probably just refer to it as a building, though. The Empire State Building. Maybe if we come back in 50 years, we might be able to see such a thing. Oh, oh, can we, Rick Dad? Please? We'll see, my kid. For now, let's just keep enjoying the things that are here now, in the 1880s. <laughs> Look at all the pretty ladies. Uh, those are prostitutes, Billy. Well, but they don't look anything like Mary. Well, don't say that to her, my kid. <laughs> but here in New York City, They got all kinds of money to spend on prostitutes and whiskey and Coney Island. Oh, oh, can we go to Coney Island, Rick Dad? Sure thing, my kid. All right. <laughs> together as we travel through this life we're gonna live it together in New York City all the horses have a buggy and the people ride around making their way through this town in New York City Rick Dad and Billy and Gunshot having a good time our lives are so sublime that kid and gunshot enjoy New York, things back home in Smash Mouth Valley have become tense, to say the least. The Cal Halloway's plan is working better than expected, as a glimpse into this town hall meeting will make very, very clear. Everyone is pissed! Everyone, please, God, come to order. Fuck you! Obscenities. All I'm trying to do here is have some sex with my dead brother's wife and also hate the Irish. To the way roots of your feckin' icicle drip. Freeze again, groundwater, re-frozen fact. My name's Seamus. 
Seamus flag tongue tickle. The ninth. The feckin' ninth. And I'm the eighth. And I'm the tenth. We came to this country to make a way for ourselves. Uh, your way is using up all our fucking aloe, you pale-skinned fuck. You don't fucking grow aloe. Yeah, we do. Or I'm, I'm pretty sure we do. Right? I saw a giraffe report. But I didn't, I didn't really understand it because the giraffe's tuxedo only came up to where the neck met the torso. And it just seems to me that it should have come all the way up to where the neck met the head. So yeah. you're saying to me that you look at a drawing of a giraffe and now you don't like the Irish. Damn right! What if I tell you that the reason we need so much aloe is that we don't have enough Shadows thrown across our bodies to keep the sun from sitting on us like it does. Oh, I don't think that makes sense, but go on. That's the fucking short people. Short people. They got no reason to live. Uh, they don't cast a long enough shadow. If, if, if there were more shadows, gingers wouldn't be so fucking sunburnt. Anyone shorter than five foot five is the fucking problem. Not us. We just need more shadows. That's the fucking problem. Short people can go to hell. More shadows. More shadows. More shadows. More shadows. More shadows. More shadows. And while Smashmouth Valley was chanting and yelling about who was at fault for a made-up problem to begin with, on the far side of town, the Cal Halloway Gold operation was getting underway because everyone was too preoccupied to realize what the fuck was going on. Mallory Cal Halloway? Yes. Oh, you must be Templeton Strump. Yes, ma'am. This is my partner here, Tex Woodard. It's nice to meet you. Hey, uh, I like your boots. Are they made of polar bear skin? No. Well, they have a shining resemblance to the skin of a bear that can withstand the cold. And I like that. Made me feel a little warm just thinking about it. Warm as a nice heated towel. Like a, like a clean one that you wouldn't mind putting on your face and not worrying about getting pink eye. <laughs> Uh, is this man part of your operation? He's my brother. That's unfortunate. You know what else is unfortunate? A little sprinkle of rain when you just cooked up a nice steak in the fresh air. So you run back inside, but then the rain stops. So you go outside again. It's sunny at that point, but your steak is kind of cold. <laughs> you think it's unfortunate to be eating a less than perfect steak on the, in the sunlight? I do. Templeton? Can we throw this some bitch in the murder trench right now? Uh, Mallory, who are these people? We're the people you need if you want to strike gold. Mallory, you didn't tell me you were hiring outside folks. Murphy, it wasn't information you needed to have. Okay, then. Nice to meet you, fellas. What's a murder trench, by the way? Tex, you want to show him? Sure thing. Hey, you! Me? Yeah, fucking you! Okay. How much gold you paying out of that river today? Nothing yet, but I'm gonna keep on trying. No, you're not. Oh! oh. oh. Hey, you! Yeah? Dig a trench. Throw that guy in it. Okay. And that's the start of a nice murder trench. Well, uh, I guess a couple of murders ain't too bad. I mean, we're providing jobs for people after all. Exactly, brother. Just look around you. Look at all these people we're helping out. I mean, look at him. Hey there. Yeah, love being outdoors. Thanks for the work. Or him. Oh, what a treat. Or her. Gosh, waiting in the river and getting paid for it doesn't get any better. All of them. What a beautiful sight. They say there's a sucker born every minute. And I've got quite the sweet tooth. Now how many licks do you take? Let's see, a one, a two, a three. Poor little rich girl, look at me. I'm just working so hard, breaking my back just to help you out. I'm sorry, did I say you? I meant me. Ha! Tired of your lifestyle, look at me. I'm just flourishing here. Taking what I want from these silly hillbilly people in this town. Smiles on the face and the sun goes down. You'll never see me slip inside your walls. You can't hide. 
your balls in this game we are playing. I don't mind that I'm fucking you. In fact, it feels pretty good. Kiss you on the cheek as I'm tucking you in. All of the while, I am plucking your jewelry. Make you smile as I'm snapping your turkey. Good. My father told me always be polite Then when they're not in sight you can rob them blind My mother told me nothing cause she died when I was born And she was probably a whore and I don't want to talk about it anymore What can I say? We've all got our issues Not me, I despise babies and oh dear, I'll shed no tears and I'll never be the mother of a year. There's nothing that I wouldn't do to elevate my status over you. I'll gracefully crawl my way to the top, cause you're on the bottom anyway, right? You'll never see me slip inside your walls. You can't hide your balls. as Rick Gunshot and Billy That Kid see the sights and hear the sounds of the city marveling at the beautiful chaos, the life around them, the exotic dance of sadness and joy, ugliness and beauty, how one could not exist without the other, reveling in the idea of the new world and the plurality of all of it. Well, while that was going on outside, Mary and Zatch found themselves in a strange, new, singular world, a land of cold, modern reality, with the beauty of the past and the West in their heads and the simplicity of the old walks and talks and ham breakfasts, Clarice and her strawberries, buckboards and adventure, dreams, the advent of a reliable tomorrow. All that had been replaced by a Victorian-style wallpaper apartment and shining faucets in Manhattan and a strange, itchy feeling in the back of their minds that something wasn't quite right. But Mary didn't know how to put it into words, until she did. Marshall! What is it, Mary? Well, I just have a strange, itchy feeling in my mind that something isn't quite right. Well, I'm glad you said something, Mary. Because mm. I was just sitting here trying to think of all the names of the dinosaurs I could possibly come up with. Right. Yeah. And I could have gone down that rabbit hole for hours. <laughs> well, I'll be. What's your favorite dinosaur, Zatch? You know, Mary, I think I'd have to go with the, uh, Diplodocus. Hmm. Yeah. Why's that? Don't know exactly. They seem stretchy, I guess. Oh. Well, they sure do seem to stretch. Gotta get up to the good stuff. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You see, if I had to choose a favorite dinosaur, I'd have to go with the Ankylosaurus. <laughs> My God. I hadn't well, even heard of that one. Yeah, well, it hasn't been discovered yet. You see, I just had a dream about it once. It's basically a huge turtle monster. <laughs> well, 
Fuck me. You dream about undiscovered dinosaurs? Well, sometimes. Well, then again, sometimes I dream about chipmunks getting together and having a barn dance. Is it a regular person barn? As in, are the chipmunks human-sized, or is it a special kind of chipmunk barn made by said chipmunks? It's a chipmunk-sized barn. Oh. And in my dreams, the sides of the barn look more or less like a people barn, but the roof is made out of maple leaves. Be damned. Like fall-colored leaves or like green summer kinds of leaves? Green summer. Huh. It's a real nice contrast because the red of the outside of the chipmunk barn is a nice bright red and the leaves are crisp and green. <laughs> do the leaves die or do they turn into <laughs> autumn shades when the seasons change? Well, I couldn't tell you. Huh. I've only seen them as green. Bet it'd be fun to be able to ask them chipmunks questions about the barn. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I just enjoy watching the dance. Are you a chipmunk in your dream? As in, are you seeing it from the perspective of a participant at the chipmunk barn dance? Or are you just watching the scene unfold? Sometimes it starts as though I'm watching it unfold, but then I usually enter the body of one of the chipmunks. Oh. And I, and I kind of just watch from a distance, standing by the back wall, drinking some punch out of a hollowed out half of an acorn. And I've got a tiny little flask with me too. I take a nip from it from time to time. Well, you don't dance when you're at the chipmunk jamboree? No. Well, I look around, but there's no one I really want to dance with. Well, what's your chipmunk dream self looking for in a dance partner? Well, I don't know. I mean, they're all cute. I mean, well, I'm dreaming, so it's not as though I'm actually a chipmunk. So my human brain land, you know, they're all objectively cute. Yep. Yep, them's cute fuckers, chipmunks. Yep. Yeah, but everybody wants, everybody who wants to dance, you know, I don't know how to put it exactly. They all just seem like they really want to dance, like they need it. Well, it's hard to fault a chipmunk for that. <laughs> if movement was split up into the four food groups, I suspect dancing would be one of them. Shadowboxing another. <laughs> well, it's hard to explain, I guess, Edge. My chipmunk self sure doesn't mind dancing. It's just that in this little barn, there are tiny jars with fireflies in them all strung up together above your head, and everyone is laughing and moving together, and there are chipmunk-sized hay bales kind of scattered around by the walls, and folks are sitting on them when they're not dancing. One little chipmunk head on another little chipmunk shoulder. And you're just standing by the wall? Yeah. I just don't really want to dance because there's so much weight on dancing. Because a dance leads to another dance and then you're just dancing your evening away. And dancing your evening away is a bad thing? Well, it's just that in my dream, I'm just enjoying watching someone. And if I was dancing, I wouldn't be watching. Who are you watching? The fiddle player in the string band. <laughs> Be damned, must be pretty good. She is. <laughs> She's dressed in blue gingham and playing a little acorn fiddle. It's adorable. <laughs> well, are most things made out of acorns in this world? A lot of it is, yes. This chipmunk fiddle player must be pretty good. Can't keep my eyes off her. How much fun she's having. Don't you want to be having fun too? Oh, but I am. I'm mesmerized. You want to hear something I've never told anyone before, Zach? Of course I do. When I have this dream, sometimes my chipmunk self gets up the courage to go and talk to her after the show, and then we go out back behind the barn and we go to town on one another. <laughs> Be damned. I've had orgasms in my sleep having chipmunk sex.
Listen, completely natural. I reckon it's something we should all experience from time to time. I do. Do you suppose? Suppose. <laughs> well, all this rodent dream talk was real cathartic, but back to the point. Now, something just doesn't feel right about this whole situation. Grandma is being shady as fuck. fuck. Yeah, I agree. What should we do? <sighs> We're gonna search this house. Baby, look in that door Open! What did you find? Papers! What did it say? Shady shit about plans for a gold mine In Smash Mouth Valley Papers! Shady fucking papers! Shady fucking papers! My God, your grandmother has been in cahoots with the Cal Halloway family this whole time. Ah! Well, what is it, Mary? No, oh, take the bottle. I can't bear to even hold it. Jesus, strict nine. Almost as bad as strict ten. Zatch, Zatch, don't you see? Like an owl at night with a lightning bolt, cheetahs shooting out of its eyes. Grandma Marge sent that telegram to get us out of Smashmouth Valley so the Cal Halloway family could start their mining operation. My God. Without any law in town, Lord only knows what's going on in Smashmouth Valley. Well, the Lord and also me. Basically, Smashmouth Valley is just a lot of screaming, fisticuffs, and smashing of chairs set to ragtime music as the town becomes more and more divided. Here's a peek. And as Mary and Zatch were unraveling the sinister plan Marjorie had concocted, it started to look more and more like a long blood red carpet. And they had walked it like has-been celebrities that didn't realize that no one was taking their picture anymore. And they were feeling pretty shitty about themselves. But on the other side of town, Billy, Rick, and Gunshot had made it to Coney fucking Island. Well, look at that, Rick, Dad. I've never seen anything like that before. Well, my kid, it says it's a carousel. Right, Gunshot? It looks like it's a circular motion circus. Can we go on it, Rick Dad? Can we? Well, I suppose we can, my kid, but I don't really know how to do it. Well, there's really only one way to find out. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I have no idea. Gonna ride the carousel any way that we know how. Well, I'm riding a unicorn. Yeah, me too. Any way that we know how That carny is looking at me funny, Rick Dad I'll deal with him later Gonna ride the carousel Any way that we know how Uh-oh, I think I'm gonna throw up I just did uh -huh. Gonna ride the carousel Any way that we know how We rode the carousel 
round and round on a Coney Island carousel, being taken to places that they had never been before. Back in Smash Mouth Valley, at the Cal Halloway Gold Operation, another circular motion machine was taking people to places that they had never been before. <laughs> Where they eventually got to might be pleasant, <laughs> but getting there was decidedly less amusing than a revolving wooden horse ride. Well, I'll just go ahead and start up this drill here, and here we go. Oh my god! Somebody get what's left of that guy and throw him in the murder trench. Yes, brush. Templeton, I must say, I couldn't be more impressed with this operation. Thank you, Mrs. Cal Halloway. Yeah, the steam-powered drill was definitely the way to go. We're seeing a great return. Oh, my fucking foot! Throw her in the murder trench. Yes, boss. I would like to point out that the murder trench seems to be filling up pretty rapidly. Good call, Remy. Hey, you! Yes, sir? Start digging a new murder trench. Yeah, right away, sir. Uh, my concern wasn't really that we needed another trench. <laughs> More that the first one was full. Remy, you're good at a lot of things. I'd be hard-pressed to come up with an example at the moment. You know, I'm but... pretty good at wanting to be good at playing pool. Sure. Um, anyway, business is not your strong suit, so why don't you just uh, leave that to me? All right, then. But before I go, can I have $200 so I can take pole vaulting lessons from an esteemed pole vaulting instructor? Sure. That's great. <laughs> There's just something about using a stick to elevate a person over a stationary pole that really makes the heart pound. Have a blast. How could I not? It's pole vaulting. The best sport that ever existed. Fucking pole vaulting. It's, it's got it all. Poles, vaulting, danger, camaraderie, a feeling of true dignity and connection with the forces that define our world, gravity and whatnot. It's got it all, pole vaulting. It's the real fucking deal. <laughs> There's nothing better in the whole world than pole vaulting. God, I could talk about pole vaulting all day. Well, you know what to do. Yes, Brush. Back in New York, Zatch and Mary have some big decisions to make. You know, it's strange, this, this life thing. It doesn't really pull you or push you because it's, it's not doing anything. It's just behaving as it naturally does. To and fro the waves toss and turn And so it goes I guess we should be learning But it comes at such a cost The boat gets turned and tossed And when you think you might be drowning It's likely you're already drowned to and fro Under the water, the sun moves in a different way As if it's not having to try anymore As if it has nowhere else to go And so we move to and fro We say, Mary, we could have her arrested. Zatch, you're wanted on a murder charge. I don't think we can go to the police. We could kill her. You want to kill my grandmother? Or kidnap her, I don't know. It's not as if we have a lot of options. 
At this point, I'm more concerned about getting back to Smashmouth Valley to see what kind of damage the Cal Halloway family has already done. And let's just leave. And let her get away with it? Mary. I'm a United, United States, States Marshal. I know. But you're a criminal, Zatch. Look, you can arrest my grandmother for poisoning my grandfather and hand yourself over to the law in the process, or we can just leave and let an old woman get away with murder who doesn't have long for this world anyway. This is a pretty fucked up situation. Suppose it is. Suppose. All right, let's go then. But just one problem. Is it bear traps? <laughs> Partially. But also, where the hell are Rick and Billy that kid? Well, I know exactly where they are. Still at Coney Island, laughing in the dying sunlight and enjoying a day they won't forget for the rest of their lives. I love you, Rick Dad. I love you too, my kid. And I love you too, Gunshot. <laughs> Everything is so awesome, and I'm guessing it'll never change. Well, I wouldn't count on that, my kid. Change is a part of life. We all need to have different experiences in order to compare one thing to another, to allow it to have value. Well, I guess. But wouldn't it be fun to just ride carousels and eat cotton candy all day, every day? Couldn't say. But I think even that would get tedious eventually. You think so? Hard to say. But I do know that it's an impossibility, so you better just enjoy it while it lasts. Okay. But on that note, it's starting to get dark, my kid. Best make our way back. Well, all right. Come on, gunshot. <laughs> and they walked again through the city, full of wondrous sensory gifts, unwrapping each one with every step forward and being constantly surprised by the items contained within the wrapping. The sun had gone down, the lamps were lit, and the cool city night calmed itself. Billy jumped and skipped, gunshot ran ahead, then behind, then circled, then returned, and looked at Billy in a way that no other creature had ever looked at him before, like he was the most important thing in the world. And Billy looked at Rick in the same way. How close are we, Rick, Dad? Just a few blocks now. I, I think we can cut down this alley here. Okay. <laughs> and then, out of the shadows. Hold it right there. Whoa! Okay, uh, calm down there, fella. We don't want no trouble. Yeah, I'll shoot you if you don't do exactly what I say. <laughs> hey, shut that fucking door. Hey, gunshot, settle down now. Empty your pockets slowly. The slightest hint of aggression, and I'll blow your fucking head off. Don't you dare talk to my dad that way, mister. Uh, Billy, I, I need you to just keep quiet. No, no one gets to talk to Rick Dad like that. Well, looky here, a little hero. I think you're acting a little big for your britches, son. Well, at least I ain't no coward. Say it again. Gun cock. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> be, be, be still. Here, mister, I'm reaching real slow into my pocket. I here. said, at least I ain't no coward. And then, for Rick, everything once again went into slow motion. No! <laughs> As the shots rang out, Rick was already in midair, diving in front of Billy. In the, in the slow motion, it kind of resembled how a jellyfish propels itself through the water, but this time in human form and in a dark alley. Oh, God damn it! I got shot again. Fuck! Yeah, you better run! Are you okay, Rick, Dad? I, I've been better, my kid. Well, come on, let's get you home. Can you walk? I think I can, my kid. I got you, Rick, Dad. Come on! On that note, you know what's really great? Duluth Coffee Company coffee. Strong, fresh, delicious. Thanks, Duluth Coffee, for trusting us to put your advertisement in perfectly timed places. <laughs> and now, back to the show. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my Rick, god! Rick, are you okay? Billy, that kid, what happened? He, he got shot by a robber. Oh, Zatch, get a towel or something. All right. You'll be all right, Rick. It doesn't look too bad. Well, that's fucking good. You really got to stop mouthing off to people with guns, my kid. I, I'm getting shot more than I really would care to be. Here you go. Oh, we should really get you to a hospital. Oh, okay. I know, boy, I know. 
Oh, my, what's going on in here? Rick up mugged, Grandma. Oh, I'll get my first aid Don't yet. you come one step closer, Marjorie Kennedy. Uh, what do you mean, my dear? We all know about it. The gold mine, the strict nine, a third thing I wish was applicable to this situation that rhymes with mine. Oh, <laughs> you do, do you? Well then, gun cock. Nobody move a muscle. Why, Grandma? Why? Verandas. <laughs> I really like verandas. Somebody better shut that dog up. But not only did no one shut up a gunshot, he lunged, sunk his teeth into her jugular, and more or less did not let go until she'd bled out. Well... Fuck me, that was an option we did not think of. Yep, well, that was unexpected. Rick, I think it might be best that we just go ahead and get on the road. All right, yeah, I don't need medical treatment or anything, that's fine. You know, I'm real sorry my dog ate your grandma, Mary. That's okay. Well, that was... It was one heck of a gunshot wound, though, am I right? <laughs> oh, Billy, if I didn't love you, I'd kill you. <laughs> and as the gang got back on the buckboard and hightailed it out of the city, back in Smashmouth Valley, things were a little more chipper. <laughs> but only for a small few. Holy shit, Mrs. Cal Halloway. Looks like we really have got ourselves a gold mine. Well, shit. That's what I like to hear. I never thought I could be a rich man. Golden 
in their hills is golden and their hills is golden them hills golden them their hills is golden and their hills is golden them hills we got gold it's a little gold mine yeah we got gold it's a little gold mine look at all this fucking gold look at this gold look at this gold look at this fucking gold Time on Take It With You. Where the fuck are we? A fucking ghost town? Yes! <laughs> That's exactly where you are. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Take It With You is Amelia Barr, Corey Kaufman on the drums, Christopher Erickson on bass, Mary Fox, Mary Gaines on the cello, Ryan Nelson, Blake Rystad doing our live Foley sound effects, Matt Ridley on the piano, also our music director, Zachary Stouffer, Blake Thomas, and Chris Wagner on the fiddle and slide. Nicholas Gosen is our sound engineer, and Kendra Carlson is our stage and production manager. This episode was written by Blake Thomas with story assistance from Mackenzie McCollum, Ryan Nelson, and Matt Reilly. All of the original songs you heard were written by Matt Reilly, Blake Thomas, and Chris Erickson. The show was performed at the Teatro Zucconi here in Duluth, Minnesota. Our logo was designed by the one and only, the wickedly talented Sarah Luke, and our specialty foldy items are often made by Matt Gildner. And another thanks to our 2019 sponsors, Bent Paddle Brewing Company, Duluth Coffee Company, Sir Benedict's Tavern on the Lake, Buzz Frenzy, The Benny, and the Zeitgeist Center for Arts and Community. Find Take It With You on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and online at takeitwithyou.org. Thank you all for being a part of this, and we'll see you next time. Fucking Corey Carpenter!